right, what's up? Uh, welcome to the K-Tip Podcast. Uh, this is our 10th one. Um, I'm Justin Kephart. I'm here with Anastasia Alderette. Did I get that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Eric Galvin at the end there. Um, and today we're talking about uh, pussification of men in America. Put it like that. Yeah. Uh, the, the feminization. The... Pussification, feminization of what, the modern Yeah, what's American that other word? Eff- effeminate, right? Effeminate, Eff- yeah. Effeminate, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Effeminate. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know how to make it a zation. Right. <laughs> there you go, that was it. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, start with that. Little lemon skunk. This will put some hair on your chest. Mm. So I don't want hair on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> so fitting for the modern American male right. uh-huh. pussification. Nice. But yeah. I think this is time to then maybe say what the K-TIP actually stands for. So okay. we're talking about this. It, and it's podcast yeah. 10. So reveal. K-TIP is kill the inner pussy. Um it's important because we all battle that inner pussy, that person inside us that wants to hold us down, that wants to make us a victim, that wants to keep us from daring and trying new things and, you know, um, exploring and failing, right? And so um, for me, it's an important thing. That's basically what my whole approach to life is about, doing martial arts, um, you know, certainly there's other things associated with that, but it's first facing that person because if you can face that person and you can coexist with that person. I'm not saying that you have to completely eliminate them because sometimes it's a voice of caution or a voice of, mm-hmm. you know, giving you a little bit of balance. However, a lot of times you got to put that person to bed for a while. And uh, that's where Kill the Inner Pussy comes in, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a, yeah. So I've I've dealt with it lately. Like seeing, I have like an inner voice mm-hmm. that almost like wants me to do fucked up. Like wants me to fuck up. It's like an inner voice that like wants me to smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Right. It wants me to to you know do be what's easy. Do, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. And be lazy. Right. It wants me to or do what's wrong. Sometimes I yeah. mean it's fun to That's do. That's what I mean about like smoking shit. and drinking and shit like that. Yeah. So. Um, so I do have to like turn that off. Right? But I don't like, know if that's the inner pussy. That okay. might be the inner demons, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. Good point. But the Cuz it is a it's a, like a destructive So would you not voice. ever want to live with or have the inner pussy there but you control it or do you want to get complete like completely rid yourself of it? You can't though. Yeah, I don't that's think you can. So I think like, it's a motivator. Well, it, it's a metaphor for like, I'm going to beat the fuck out of this guy today, right? Um, the inner pussy for me has motivated me to do a lot of things, right? Um, I like seeing that person come up. I use this a lot when I'm mountain biking, for instance. And again, here in Colorado, a lot of these front range trails, man, they have a very steep, you know, quick elevation gain. And that first part of the climb is just a bitch. It is tough. And so that's when sometimes you look at that and you're like, you know, oh, I can't make it. I can't make it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, fuck you. Mm. I'm going to kill this. I'm mm. going to fucking crush it. Mm. And if that inner pussy didn't show its face, mm. then that ability to overcome it doesn't necessarily mm. exist. I think personally, the more that you face that, the better you get at recognizing and then 
defeating it in that you know period of time like giving up as part of being a pussy yeah i think quitting is legitimately Hmm. being a pussy i'm not talking about quitting smoking or something like that i'm talking about quitting an endeavor that you put value into um yeah yeah quit yeah Yeah. like i think failure to me failure is an important part of the learning process and it's only failure if you quit or if you never even try yeah. Right. If you don't go to the mountain, to... quit before you try. <laughs> right. It is quitting before you try. And That's the inner pussy. Yeah. Sam, uh, I can't right. do this. Huh? Yeah. I wonder yeah. if I do that. Like lately, I've been thinking that I've missed out on the opportunities of coronavirus. That like that because I. What I, do you I, when, mean by that? When when it started, so tragedies. There's an old Chinese saying, or I don't know. It's not even a saying. I think they have the same word for tragedy as for opportunity. Okay. That's like the same word. Um, and it kind of goes off that Zen story I told you guys last time or whatever about, you know, we'll see, you know, is it good? Is it bad? So I was like, we'll see. So I thought, you know, at the beginning I was like, oh man, there's gotta be, there's people making money right now. There's people maybe even doing right, like good things for other people that taking advantage of, cause any kind of tragedy or big event like leaves gaps in other places. It's like a, it's like an emphasis of people's energy and attention is, is being moved around. And, and if you're in those places, then you would, you know, you could use that. So I was thinking I haven't been able to use that. And so, you know, been trying to become an artist, but I've never really done like a big, like, like, uh, like a festival where mm-hmm. I get like a booth. I don't even have a booth. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they're starting to advertise for some booths for this summer. You know, I'm thinking, man, if I really want to try this shit, I, I should just go, I should just fucking do it. Even if I, you know, because I'm like, oh, which one do I do? I won't make money at this one. And there's a bunch of like bitch ass shit sure. inside of that. <laughs> sure. And I've never done it, you know, so I've never, I've, I've quit before I've even, you know, and then the ones I've done, they're like friends doing a thing. It's, they tend to be really small in the less established kind of like underground scenes. Right. There's not, you know, you don't make a lot of money doing those at all. It's more like a hang. Hang, maybe get yeah. a little experience. Maybe a little get bit some experience. Of an exposure yeah. Or yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's been good. It's been good. Hasn't yeah. been. Yeah, yeah, no, it's been good. I shouldn't talk shit entirely about it. But I was thinking that, you know, yesterday, the day before, I was seeing these things and I'm like, man, am I being a bitch mm-hmm. by not trying and like just signing up and being like, I'm just going to do some of these at some point. And then when I sign up, I'll be like, oh, now I need a booth that'll like motivate me to get a booth. So right. I, I like, I, I don't know if that's a good example. Or not. I, I think it is. I think, I know I've experienced being you know, that to some degree, um, I'm sure we all have. And I think that that's important though, because here's the deal. It's kind of, um, I equate it to, you know, a lot of people that come to me to get in shape. Right. And one of the big things that affects them is they fall off the wagon. So they're on the fitness wagon and, you know, they're going and that lasts for a week, two weeks before, Mm all of these other bad habits or, you know, draws, always like a, pull them a, back. A moonlighting period yeah. where they're like, <laughs> yeah, oh, you're, you're super motivated. Yeah. <laughs> and they fall yeah. off the wagon. Still and it, in that period. <laughs> right, yeah, it can last. Two years later. <laughs> it, yeah. it makes them feel bad, right? Yeah. But this is what I always tell when them. You, it's like, up. you can always get back on. Right. You can always, so you can always off. start. You can always yeah. say, man, I've been yeah. a pussy through this whole pandemic. Right. It's like, okay, start. than now I don't know that um, and I've made these mistakes a lot and that's making um, irrational decisions you know that 
are kind of irrational uses. Yeah, like where it might be, I just got to do a show, for instance, like you were talking. Mm. And you just go ahead and do it without really doing the homework around it. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like, yeah, sometimes, you know, those become way more costly than they are effective. I mean, I think the good thing is you make a decision and pull the trigger. But we also, as much as possible, want to make decisions that we're going to benefit or learn from. Right, because then... You're right. going to be hesitant on making the next decision. You're going to be right. like, oh, well, yeah. that one didn't work. So. Right. so you're setting yourself up for failure. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I see that happen quite a bit with just uh, different people, myself included. I think I do that shit sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the good thing is, again, it's like recognizing that it was a mistake but an important part of the learning process. Sometimes that's what I do in jiu-jitsu when I'm rolling. I'm like, I have no idea. I'm just going to jump in. And yeah. then I mess up. <laughs> but then I end up doing it again. Yeah. That's... Well, so I liked that part of being like new to jujitsu that I could just like be like, okay, I'm just going to try this. Mm-hmm. And then the whole thing was, I know I'm going to get beat. So why don't I just try a bunch of stuff? And I felt really free for that reason. And I think I discovered a lot by doing that. Yeah. Um, just like unconscious, like body movement stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and then once you get some color in a belt or whatever, then I feel like, oh, I should know something. I should... got to represent <laughs> this level. I, I shouldn't get beat up. I should... Right, yeah. And then I think I might lose a little of that, like, free play about sure. it. Sure. You know? It's the inner pussy coming out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an ego thing. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Maybe uh, sometimes that is... Yeah, I don't know how to relate that to being a pussy, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think... Well, like, well like, it is jujitsu. Well, so. Over time, you're going to uh, feel like... You know, you don't feel like you want to just dive into stuff. Things become a little more overwhelming. You start overthinking it. Maybe you start having this negative light on it, and then you don't want to train. Right. Just like yeah. taking it to Where the extreme, but that, right? Go. Yeah, exactly, yeah. though. That Man, that's mm-hmm. legit, I right. think, yeah. on how you look at it. And that's an interesting thing because then when you start to look at that inner pussy, it's going to have levels to it, right? Because if we said, well, just showing up to jujitsu shows that you're not a pussy right that's one thing but then we could say yeah but really you're not trying out the new move that we worked right you just walked yeah because you're afraid of fucking getting beat by somebody right right? and so then the inner pussy oftentimes shows its face as fear whatever it is that you're Mm. afraid of that worries you that could damage your ego that could damage your standing Right, yeah, yeah. your perception of yourself, right. yeah, self-esteem. That's interesting. So it is. It does have a big ego association then, because you're so much of what you, you know, are fearful of. All those things you just said, you could call ego, right? Standing, but those things matter, like social standing and yeah, you know, there's value. They really do. Um, and that you know, honor. I guess you could call mm-hmm. all that stuff is like the old way to look at it. Sure. Um, and that can get like, so I, I notice in myself, I, embarrassingly, mm-hmm. that I do have this, like, I want to be like special or cool or seen as a good person yeah. or, um, and 
And uh, and we've talked about how I have like this inverse thing that happens to my ego where mm-hmm. I like look at myself badly, but it's still like an ego problem. Sure. It's still in like an inflamed ego. Like mm-hmm. I still, it, it's something in there makes, I'm thinking I'm better than other people that mm-hmm. I should be not average. I should, you're right. Sure. You know, and, um, and uh, yeah, so there's a lot of things like that that maybe I could associate with, like if I, if I don't want to be honest with myself, that's kind of being a bitch about it, right? Mm-hmm. About like anything that I'm, yeah, like you said, if, if you're afraid of it, you're hiding from it. And, and, and maybe not being honest with yourself, you're hiding from those things. Sometimes I use acting like I'm not good enough to like not do things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not doing the next moves because I'm like, oh, I'm not. You know what I mean? Why would I? You know, and it's some existential angst thing. Why would I? You know, and it's kind of ridiculous. So that's maybe where it is. Building yeah. your box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. And I, and I do hide and, you know, and, and doing like art and music is a... You're showing a part of yourself. You're, it's like there's something about it that's like a relationship of someone looking at something you've done or something like that. Right. Um, and so that that's hard for me to deal with with like the ego thing and I don't know. Seeing if they see you like in mm-hmm. the manner in which you want to be seen. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And then, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So, but I do use whatever fucking... Um, you know, problem I have with that stuff to not do things. And it is, it is somewhat of a, you know, I'm hiding from it. Um, I'll probably get for now too. Yeah. So I don't know, still like trying to relate all that to my life, you know? So I, I see things as like, I climb up a little bit, you know, I get, I get better at something. Mm -hmm. I deal with something, some corner, I clean up a corner in my life and then I kind of bitch out on a couple things and I fall a couple steps Right. Uh, I use an excuse, you know what I mean? But I do see the general going upwards, like if I zoomed out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I still like, I don't know. Um, I hide from a lot, I could say. And I see it in myself because I am so self-reflective. Right. I do see myself hiding from things, running from things, creating a false. Like uh, the other part of the ego is that persona thing. Like you make this thing that then you show everybody. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I always see cracks in that. And, and then, but but that persona is you need that thing because that, that that's where like maybe confidence is in is this is if you build this thing this like kind of ideal self, and then you can like act like that in the moments that you need to, and you don't have to like question who you are or if if you know what I mean you don't have to question because because life's a question and it's so like hard to get a grasp on you, you know what I mean yeah so. Um, uh, if, I don't know if that's making sense. <laughs> I'm following you. Yeah, yeah. No. So I don't know. So maybe that's one way that um, that I see myself, you know, fall off, like, uh, um, and, and maybe being like a bitch, having like a thing like that, that inner bitch, that how it haunts me, is also there, where I'm not able to act confidently in my life and in moments, even mm-hmm. in like individual moments. Sure. And I kind of like. Uh, give myself excuses to like not like rise to the occasion or something. Would you say that you um, keep from rising to the occasion more often than not? Or do you find that, you know, I'm, I rise to the occasion more often mm-hmm. than I bitch out? Yeah, I'd say I do in general. Yeah. That's what I say. Like yeah, if you so zoom out, that... I'm climbing up, uh-huh. right? And I think I'm getting yeah. better all the time. But I, I think uh, that... Yeah. 
I think that's what's important. And um, this is where I think we miss a lot of things. It sounds stupid because I tell people these uh, little, I try to tie these little lessons sometimes into jujitsu, right? And it's not that I'm any kind of wise person, but you learn these things along the way, right? I mean, I'm fucking almost 50. So I've had, I'm no longer a kid who's looking at things from a kid's perspective. I can see things that kids have done. And then I also recognize the realities of getting older. I'm still in that sweet spot, I think, where I'm still really active. But, you know, that corner has kind of been turned. So you can sometimes apply, you know, these uh, lessons, tying them into what we're doing. Fuck, I lost my train of thought. Well, okay. Well, why don't we pivot to, like, uh, the pussification of dudes in America then? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, so that's we what... talked about, like, not having initiative, giving up, right? Okay. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Cowering, uh, fear, I guess, is part of giving up. And then uh-huh. also what you were saying earlier... Dang, now I lost my train. Yeah. Of well, that's interesting. Lemon like skunk. Mm. It's a made, rough one. You said something that made me think of a, of a point. Mm. Yeah, that well, was where I was taking that point, too. <laughs> I just forgot the point. I had a good, right, right. you know, like, mm-hmm. tying it in. Well, but it's interesting that you're trying to define what... Being a pussy. Well, being a pussy is because... So, I think where people misunderstand it and misrepresent mm-hmm. it is... There, there is some crossover with femininity, okay? Mm-hmm. But it does not mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know so what I'm saying? people would say, oh, so because you're saying it's a feminine thing, then feminine Yeah, yeah you're being a pussy. Well, there's, yeah, like, like oh, you, you're calling someone a pussy. That means you think women are less than something. Right. And when you call someone that, you're putting that less than, you think women See, are less than See, we discussed on. this in yeah. class the other day. Did we talked really? okay, about yeah. being a pussy. Okay. Um, uh-huh. So here's the thing with that, is that everybody had thought about this for a few, because that was the initial reaction. Well, it's saying that women are less than, but right. it's not. And I, and I don't agree Because with that women yeah. aren't really pussies in the same manner as guys, but mm. there's just no other word that fits That's so interesting that, I that, think that really funniness so of it. Would uh-huh. call, the, calling yeah. a woman a pussy, is that not possible then? It is, but... It's it's not it's the same. Crass, it doesn't yeah. carry the same. <laughs> right, it doesn't. If Justin's a pussy and you're yeah. being a What's pussy, that there's same a different. Thing that's being carried. Well, the same thing that's being carried would be, um, like in this case, your unwillingness to face your fear, right? Right. So, so that's, so that's the constant yeah. of a pussy. Right. But a dude being a pussy different than a chick being a pussy. Then. How? It, well, that's what, <laughs> that's what I'm going to try to explain. But <laughs> because a, a you're, but you're demasculating them. And so this takes us into the pussification of America, mm-hmm. is that we start to look at being masculine as a negative thing, right? It's not a negative thing. Now, I, you know, again, there is toxic masculinity, I suppose. But when I see a lot of toxic masculinity, um, first... Do you guys have a definition for toxic masculinity in your mind? This not is, a, this is a fa- not a. Uh, I, I, I'm, you go ahead. No, <laughs> no, I've already. I've, he knows my answer, and I'll, I'll pitch in later. I would like to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, you, I would like to yeah. hear. It. We've had this. I know, but I forgot it. I'm a could stoner. You, could you like think of an example? You know what I mean? Like something in your life, or like a person. No. Or, so or like here's movie, the thing. Like, I agree with what Eric says okay, about so. toxic masculinity not being 
toxic masculinity. It's just well, being toxic. I, I believe. What if so, we had to paint though? Let's paint this toxic. guy. I'm sorry. Of a, but, what you would yeah. picture a toxic well, masculine dude. But First, I'll mm, go okay. over like the behavior because mm-hmm. that would be to me. It would be toxic masculinity when you're using your when you know about like you're you're a man you know so you're bigger stronger whatever and you're using that to hurt somebody else mm-hmm. uh, in whichever way as opposed to just using bad thing it's like when you're using your known sex over someone mm-hmm. that is what i would think most people mm. refer to now i do realize that you know we we associate a lot of things. So after a while, say, saying toxic ma- masculinity will make all masculinity sound bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just when you're using your own masculine power. And so I would say, well, if power. you're a man, mm-hmm. what is, isn't it all just masculine power? I don't know. So, no, no, no. Well, so I think you can define I, Yeah, can I try? Power? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I think, I think that I agree. Like, I think it's like what we got to do is think about what masculinity means. And then once we can define that, then we can say when those things are used for ill or like if something's out of balance. Uh, and I do think this is the bigger conversation. Maybe I don't want to go there quite yet. But that I don't think what people are seeing in this, what's going on right now with femininity and masculinity is like the symbolic aspect of it. We get like lost in like gender identity and sex and stuff. Mm-hmm. But for instance, like... Um, I was looking up, like, uh, Jung has this thing about, like, the male archetypes. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this? It's, like, the the lover, the magician, the king, and the warrior, mm-hmm. right? And so he puts each one as a triangle, and they're all, like, kind of, like, masculine archetypes. So, um, for instance, there's, like, the the king, and then the tyrant is on the other side. So maybe, like... Um, whatever those aspects are that makes a king like a noble, good servant of the people or whatever, that the, the bad side of that is a tyrant, right? Or even like in a culture, like a, to have like a good um, system or like a tyrannical, like authoritarian system. You know, because again, I do think at the... I think that is yeah, a good analogy. Yeah, yeah. So if we could define what masculine means, then we could say those things when used for bad or something like that that's toxic and so we should also define toxic femininity which i think is just as interesting i I have one for that that i think is maybe like a good one and we've talked about it don't speak a lot about toxic femininity they don't know yeah yeah and i think the most obvious one is caring too much so like the devouring mother Mm -hmm. right that archetype is like the negative side of of the loving caring mother is that you do, you keep them in the nest and then they become weak and you actually devour you actually devour them devouring mother yeah um, exactly that's right <laughs> yeah 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 so that would be an example of toxic femininity where maybe uh healthy femininity would be the mother so you know? in, in the um context toxic is essentially the amount of something is that what we're saying is that oh that's interesting you, you know what is how do we define that mm, that's is pretty it because like what isn't a poison like having too much right like or is a it just a little teeny is there one thing that is inherently masculine that if done is like 
always, poison. Always bad. Always bad. No, I don't think uh, I that think would intention. be. I don't think so. so then it's got volume or intention. Yeah, I don't think Interesting. so. Because uh, I mean, you know, for some reason, what you were just saying was making me think of war. Uh-huh. That's an obviously like male activity that maybe most people would think. Uh, let's say masculine. Maybe mm-hmm. male is the wrong word. It's a masculine thing that happens in the world. Even like mostly men doing it, mm-hmm. although not entirely, mm-hmm. right? Um, because masculinity is shared by women. That's mm-hmm. the thing. It's like if we can like stay, take a step back and just think about how we're all uh, like a, 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 a you know some balance of both. Mm-hmm. That's yon, right? Yeah, yeah, that's really what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then it gets confused with men. And then, because that's what most, when most people say toxic masculinity, they're talking they just some imagine, shit. Like, well, yeah. I feel like they're very, it's just the smallest thing can be turned into. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. They imagine like a guy they knew that did this specific thing that they got offended with is toxic masculine mm-hmm. you know so man's I don't, I don't know like well think about I, I think you got to think about the um circumstances right yeah. yeah because if you're in a disaster mm-hmm. it's inherently male to have the leadership role right it doesn't I, okay, mean yeah, that yeah. Mm-hmm. women don't do it right. but that's yeah. a male quality within the female Right. Yeah. So yeah, just like the nurturing part, males nurture. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. more of a female trait. Agreed. So yeah. when Fair we that. look at things like that, it's again, so many it's hard to with that statement right now. Right. They, <laughs> they because say, why? Why? A that's man interesting. Can be nurturing. They would say. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They, but that's the like feminine the part of. Of the male, yeah. Of the male, just like the, the, the masculine part of a female. There's not too many women combat leaders. There's just not. Mm-hmm. There are some, mm-hmm. right. but they're a very different type of female. Yeah. Not just right. any female there's, could do there's that. There's not a lot of male, it like... Mm. I, it, maybe it could, but you know so what I'm I saying? I was it, thinking, like, when you were saying earlier, during a disaster, men or males are the ones to take The male... Right? Then, role yeah, within the, the person. I, okay, so that's a distinction because that I didn't get that whenever mm. you were saying that. Yeah, um, I, like so you're saying it can be a woman. Sure. Right. But it's but, inherently. But, but he's saying male. he's saying that, or I think what you're saying is that leadership and um, that type of leadership, because I think that yeah, take maybe, and that's where I was trying to get yeah, to, because yeah, then right. I was going to say, you know, women are usually around other women, other kids. So like in that scenario, they're wrangling up all of that mm-hmm. while, you know, but the one who leads it, you're going to yeah. see is more of a male thinker yeah. in those situations but I'm just saying than like the rest of the group within a lead. There's, there's definitely sure. that. And, yeah. but that's what you would, you would still have. You wouldn't have the most feminine dude being the leader. It just doesn't work that way. Just oh, like you well, wouldn't yeah. have so would the most feminine like? female being the leader. She would not be the leader. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that she doesn't have a role. It doesn't mean that she wouldn't be a great, you know, there's technician yeah, or yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. but that's just not so a leadership quality. Picture look like of someone with a feminine Hillary Clinton. I'm not a Hillary Clinton fan. Isn't she a masculine But woman? she's a masculine woman. Yeah, right. Why do so many people think that she's a bitch? But when you look at how Hillary Clinton... So why is she considered a masculine woman? Well, but look at how 
she ran I just feel like she is. her roles. <laughs> no, but but like, listen to her. Look at how right. she commands presence. Hillary Clinton is a powerful force, mm -hmm. being a female. But so you wouldn't, well, hold on, hold on. But you wouldn't, we wouldn't associate Hillary Clinton with you. Uh -huh. You're way more feminine than she is in her mannerisms. I'm not saying she looks like a dude. I'm not saying yeah. she's an ugly person. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that at all. I'm saying how she takes charge and how she mm -hmm. runs things. That's an inherently mm -hmm. male thing. That's why so many women think that she's a bitch. That's why they think that that leadership. But if you look at Hillary Clinton, she's not doing anything different than what a male would do in that role. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh my gosh, it's this dynamic right. difference. It's like, oh. And, and people say this all the time. They're like, oh, well, it's okay for a man to do it, but it's not okay for a woman, right? Mm -hmm. But there's only a few women that are gonna take up that role and do that role. So it's not, a, it's not spread evenly. Mm -hmm. So that's where I bring this to volume because then if we say that, let's use the Hillary Clinton model, there's politicians on an equal level with Hillary Clinton in that regard. And that's a high level. She's a high level politician. I yeah. do not like her, but I'm, mm -hmm. I respect yeah. how she got there and I respect you know, how she does her business. Um, it's just I, di I dif disagree with a lot of the things that at least the Democrats have come to believe. Um, so the thing is, there's people then that are way better politicians than them. Mm -hmm. And then there's some that are going to be way better politicians than them. And so at what point is that to toxic masculinity or is that the excelling in that particular role that it needs to be? Because a football player, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. Even if the football player is gay, when they're playing football, they can't be feminine. They got to be fucking mean. They got to be right, out there right, being masculine. Yeah. And so, so we call for that toxic masculinity there because you couldn't have just masculinity because what do they say? Like 0. 0.00 something percent make it to the NFL. Right, so masculinity right. doesn't, it's not good enough. Mm -hmm. Right? You got to have some levels of masculinity. So is that toxic? Mm -hmm. And so I think we look at things and we've got to put it in the appropriate context of where it fits. Now, Definitely. if that football player, let's say, who's used to just smashing people, mm -hmm. goes to a fucking aerobics class, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like <laughs> uh, bringing right. in that same thing. Maybe yeah, okay. that's where yeah, toxic yeah. masculinity now presented uh, itself because it's okay. too much masculine so, for that situation. environment yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. i think that's right like again i think what's going on is we i think we intuit a lot of this stuff like what's the right amount what's a masculine thing what's a feminine thing but i don't think a lot of us have really thought them through and so it's kind of hard to pinpoint sometimes like what we're talking about like can you define masculinity and then when you say oh being like football you know that's masculine and then like why is that masculine you know is it is it that like violence is, violence you're is, hitting mm, i mean mm. just look at female and aggression toxic like, masculinity usually just refers to the abuse of that. So going over the limit and using that in a different context. Well, again, I think though, that's a good definition. In but, football, though, mm. going over the limit is what wins you the Super Bowl. But not over the limit of masculinity. Sure. No. I look but at it, Tom Brady. Tom Brady yeah. is fucking like what forty-five, yeah. something like that, and he right. just won his seventh Super Bowl. Oh. I don't know a lot about football, mm. but that dude is 
a fucking super athlete and he's playing with all of these massive guys that want to tackle him and take him down so he's competitive he's into that so i would say though that that's 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 healthy masculinity Uh you could say right right so but here's here's where we're gonna get and at the other place though it's toxic right but I think it comes down to when people think of toxic masculinity, they think of someone who is passive aggressive or um, using their physically violent towards you. I don't think it's a general concept of, you know, to the whole masculine attributes. I think when it's a very definite, like precise. So, so, so here, can I, can yeah, I try? Can I try? About. I think what's going on is there's two different definitions yeah. that we're, we're going that we're talking about. Talking right now. about. Uh-huh. So, but, so one definition is that toxic masculinity is using masculinity badly, right? You could say. And then the other definition is like the leftist. No, no, even like going over that, even into this like wokest world where you can just like name anything toxic masculinity because there's like a a bad outlook towards men and mass and masculine, not just masculinity, but like men. And so there's this. So those are two different definitions, because because sometimes what you're fighting against, I think, is really just those people that have that other view that they just like have problems with masculinity and men in general and then they project you know that onto any situation so that any male thing becomes a bad thing yeah i mean but there's the other yeah you know what i'm saying i don't know that makes sense if that's what we were missing but here's what here's what i think because this is where this is where i struggle with this Mm -hmm. right um and that is to me the person who's what we're saying clink 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 toxic masculinity is the one using it in a negative manner to me that's just an asshole yeah because Agreed. it doesn't yeah, yeah. really have anything to do with the masculinity because here's the the thing you know i think jocko willink is a really good example right um that dude is pretty fucking masculine and he tempers it yeah but he writes kids books and shit. but that's jocko <laughs> is that masculinity all the time yeah. there's that dude has got to be able to fucking go into Navy SEAL mode. Making a a, a little example Mm -hmm. that's oversimplified, just to see if I can get what I am seeing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, say someone who's really big and strong Mm -hmm. decides to exert his physical strength through violence against someone for no reason. Someone Mm -hmm. smaller maybe even a female okay mm. wouldn't that you know you're using your masculine traits to overpower someone now i see that mm-hmm. you're and saying, even well, violence isn't that general, just violence? and using violence badly. right and because there's there's a lot asshole. of little skinny antifa looking dudes this is the pussification of the american male those guys that do the exact same thing to their girls yeah. and you can't and say that that's verbally, toxic masculinity no one if Let's think of, in your mind, let's build the Antifa model, right? So we built him. He's this little skinny fucking dude that smokes cigarettes. Is kind of what I consider like the hipstery look. The tight <laughs> tight jeans and tight, you know, too, sweatshirts and maybe. little tight beanies. Yeah. But he's like 130 pounds, okay? Okay. Yeah. okay. And he's got a girlfriend who is 100 pounds, Right. 
she's a you know little wafy chick and he does the exact same thing to her nobody says to him that that's toxic masculinity they just say he's being an asshole or an abuser or whatever mm -hmm. and so that's what I'm saying is that let's go back to the Jocko model of that type of a dude, right? Somebody who's actively in the SEALs or in special forces or something like that. They're that same, right? They've got all of that masculinity. So that masculinity, just because they beat their wife is that toxic masculinity. But if the other little skinny Antifa guy beats their wife, that's not toxic masculinity. You see what I'm saying? So that, that, or is it just violence? Okay, I do want to say that maybe a, a woman dating mm -hmm. an Antifa guy does not see him as feminized. And so that's a definition and a distinction that mm -hmm. you are making, yes. <laughs> but not the people. Ex so to them, it would make no difference. But, so yes, the answer would be, yeah, that guy, the Antifa guy would also be considered toxic. Masculine. But by by whom? Because I by wouldn't. And that's what I'm saying that there's two definitions. Yeah, because I wouldn't consider no, that I mean, masculine. So, so I, just I think you would both be I right. don't necessarily <laughs> agree with uh -huh. it, with what I'm trying. I think to, that would be toxic femininity. I, mean, I don't honestly. agree with what I'm what I'm trying to explain. I'm just trying to say mm. this is what most people are arguing, and so I just I want to bring yeah, that to the table. I don't know if that's true though. I mm. agree with yeah, yeah. it. I don't well, know, in I don't my know experience with the mm. women around okay. me, and I, women are the ones who created this term, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think so. Right. I, I, so I, I would speak, hope that people, like, I would hope actually that people would use that definition, you know, women especially, because that's, that's the best that's the best option as far as like uh, the best outlook you could have of toxic masculinity is to say that it's masculine things used wrongly, right? Or, you know, uh, well, again, so, though, then, then we go into this broad thing of definitions because there is a lot of people legitimately who think that what I do is wrong. They think that fighting is bad. My um, nephew's grandparents she literally asked me one day just confused she couldn't understand why i joined the military and why i like to fight mm -hmm. she mm -hmm. could not understand it and i couldn't mm -hmm. explain it to her mm -hmm. so in her mind fucking i know she thinks that i'm toxic you know mm -hmm. this toxic masculinity guy because i'm always training i'm doing things that are inherently mm -hmm. you know dangerous right at least you know like snowboarding and mountain biking things that you can get hurt you, you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying not like um right. the edge of what some of these other guys do and that's what i'm saying then there's a level above me and a level above them and a level above them and so these terms that we use like toxic masculinity to me this is a perfect example of the pussification of the american male because what it starts to say is that any masculinity is toxic masculinity. It that, blankets so that, it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, yes. that's right. And I do think yeah. that that's more because I think that's another one of those like kind of terms that just like popped into culture, but actually has this history, like white privilege being another one. And then people just like now just say that word For, as if it's like a yeah. true thing. Yeah, I mean, so it's like it's describe it's attempting to describe some reality. Both of those terms, mm -hmm. let's say, and there's a lot more of them. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden people hear that word and then they think in their head, oh, yeah, you know, like I know there's this thing about guys sometimes that they do this thing, the toxic masculinity, that word fits. 
know what I mean? And, and then now that word is like being used, you know what I mean? Um, but I do think it means more what you're saying now. Like that it's, it's somehow like this uh, looking down at masculinity in general. And that's more what it's in there. And then I think a lot of like innocent people are like that don't understand that other aspect of the mm-hmm. definition, use that word and don't understand that they're even propagating this ideology that I do think is like somehow looks at men as a bad thing. And like you're saying, it's a term they can use to put on anything masculine to like downgrade it or to say it's like a, a bad thing. That's toxic masculinity. There's also another thing I was thinking that people Mm. talk about Mm -hmm. relating it to toxic masculinity, and that is when they say that men aren't free to express their emotions and feelings because of this image that they have to fill. So it's not only using your own masculine powers against, um, just using words, Mm -hmm. but against someone it's also limiting the actual man that there is because you don't feel free to be your authentic self through feelings and emotions yeah um so that's another thing that people well that again that goes to the pussification of the american (laughs) male yes it it comes in okay (laughs) but check this out and i do this with the kids right i don't train a lot of kids you guys know that um i do this with anybody up and down the spectrum old people young people male female and i mean you don't get to cry out on the mat it's just the way it is Mm -hmm. you don't get to cry there why is that not because we don't get emotional or because if you get hurt that you know i'm telling you to suck it up or any of that it's like you got to understand there's appropriate places to cry there's appropriate times to cry if you know you're in an accident it's not the time to freak out. It's the time to get it together, figure out who needs help, try to establish some safety perimeter, try to designate people to take roles and responsibilities, and then you can go home and cry. Or then after it's done, you can cry. Mm -hmm. So showing emotions and showing feelings are important, but again, the pussification is saying it's okay to do it just whenever and it's like no man Mm. that's where you got to sack up a little bit that's where a chick needs to sack up right Mm -hmm. and it's like if she's the one taking charge fantastic um you know this is more taken to the american male right now um but that's the thing is that this telling guys that it's okay to cry that's fucking stupid anyway, because every guy knows that it's okay to cry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can go yeah. into your it's room like an assu- coming and, from an assumption and, I, and I do, you know what I think too? I do think it's like harder for a guy. It's been harder for me. I could just speak mm-hmm. for me to like get to those places of like actually crying. And then, then I could maybe misinterpret that as the role I've been given from society has like told me I should cry and I don't know how I just stuff it down. But really I just don't have access as easily. I wonder if I should be crying right now. <laughs> but I wonder yeah. if it's part of, uh, you know, also the environment or how you're raised. I wonder if that plays mm. any role. I, d- in I definitely think it does. And I, yeah. how you should react I definitely things. think it does, and I definitely think that the dudes are taught. Wrong. I, I definitely think dudes are taught that, and I like 
what you just said a lot about why there's this like a certain place and that maybe there's an aspect of being a man that means when a situation happens you got to like take care of the, take care of the situation and uh maybe a healthy thing to do if there's like loss you know what i mean if like you you know uh if you see people get hurt and, and it's like a tragic thing then you do have some built up stuff that you need to maybe let go of at some point um but you're saying like do it later so but then so it's like also a misinterpretation of what that means then some then people, we think yeah. that like oh you know we need to like push it down or whatever well um but so and so then you I don't think there are people who take it to that point like, who push it down yeah but sure. but, but don't yeah not, but is that masculine no, no, or is no, that I don't, or, no, but I'm, I'm questioning yeah because I, I agree with what you're saying that's yeah. what that's what I'm saying is that we misinterpret that like there are people men and women that push it down and don't let it out but is, is that because that society says that a man is this and then that's you know the programming I've taken is then I push that stuff down or is it just like again another like not knowing how to deal with life and having healthy ways to like um, well there is to deal with that those energies literally thousands of years of proof hmm. of how males succeed just like yeah, there's thousands of years of yeah. proof right. of how females succeed I just succeed. heard Jordan say the and, other day like if you're having a problem in life and you don't know what to do the f one thing you can do one thing is is look what people did in the past and just copy that. Yeah. Because they figured out some shit. Sorry, I didn't mean to no, But that's it. it. So okay, it uh -huh, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and those are roles that, that we've come through from the past. And it is an interesting thing that now all of these things are wanting to be dissected and like kind of picked apart. Right. Because what's interesting Like we is, have a better way. Yeah, that's right. And, and it's that's like, the, well, no, this is proven to work. progressivism. I, I've been reading this book, though, just the other day. I noticed he, he has the opposite. You know, like if you could say the danger of progressivism is that you think that the future is always going to be better. And then therefore you think the past is wrong, which if, if I even could bring that back to like masculinity, I think symbolically masculinity is often the father, right? So there's like the church fathers. There's like, I don't, I don't even make it like Christian or anything, but uh, it, that, that's where how lineage is even like names are like that. Mm -hmm. So even literally. So the idea of masculinity and the father is also the past, and that symbolically speaking, that's how that's how we've say like, you know, like I, we talked about this, like slavery is like sins of the father. Mm -hmm. You know, our father's father's father created the sin that then somehow gets passed to us. And so it's saying that even like culture and society as it grows and evolves has this kind of lineage, which we call masculine, which is another reason why I would think that we think that masculinity is like a leader and a king. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like queens and do the tyrant. have effects. Yeah, and the tyrant, right. And, and yeah. Um, and, um, oh man, I lost track there. Uh, uh, hmm, where was I going? So now we're picking apart all those things, right? Um, those were like healthy roles that worked. And, and we do constantly have to evolve those roles to fit the situation of the times, especially now when things like move so fast we do have to have some progressive like um instinct um but oh yeah that's where i was going and i've reasonably seen those well is that you can also have this weird attachment to the past and this like fake view of like this 
this Adam and Eve state where we were living in nature and everything mm-hmm. was, you know what I mean? And we were like more spiritually connected to the earth and you know, all that kind of stuff. Sure. And we had purpose in our lives, uh, you know? And so there's this danger on both ends of that thing. Yeah. Right? You can like overly think the past was better and not realize all the great things that have happened. Yeah, or, or the opposite. Well, I always want to. Well, yeah. this is something I don't know where it falls on the male female spectrum, but just making the choice of where you want to be. You know, this becomes like the big thing because it takes us politically again. But one ideology is saying that yeah. that's cool. Just be how you want to be. The other ideology is saying. Our interpretation of how we want you to be is how you should be. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got that as a big problem that, y- you know. Are you saying the the old rules is that one that people saying this is how we want you to be? Like no, the old I'm rules? saying the old rules are that's what gives you the freedom to do things. Because here here's the thing, right, is the progressiveness of males, right? The one of the successes, the reason that we've been able to survive this long, and maybe this is a feminine trait within the male, and that is the ability to adapt, right? Mm. So as we progress, we're adapting to that. The problem with this right. whole toxic masculinity and woke bullshit is that they want to change it. Mm-hmm. You, you see, there's a difference mm-hmm. in making adaptations to right. the the, yeah. the circumstances versus right. changing it and making it so that men no longer have to be men. Well, mm-hmm. it's and important. Then they like inv- we're, yeah. we're given bigger muscles for a reason, mm. to lift shit and move shit mm. and do that kind of stuff. Right. Okay, so you still need to do that. I mean, that, that right. shit still needs to be done yeah. around the house. Yeah. I mean, mm. Aaron doesn't lift the fucking heavy shit. Right. She, it, she's not afraid to help, she helps, mm. but she doesn't just grab the heaviest thing and start moving it. It's mm-hmm. not fucking smart for her to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not the best use of time. It's not the best mm-hmm. use of, you know, the, the circumstances. It doesn't mean that she can't lift heavy stuff. Yeah. But I'm way stronger than her. I'm mm-hmm. way, you know, more mm-hmm. able to do those jobs. It doesn't mean that she can't do them. And I think yeah. this is where this whole thing comes into play is that a lot of these you know, woke women that have pushed this idea of toxic masculinity is they're trying to level the playing field, right, towards like people that are such a small demographic, it doesn't even matter. And they proved this in, I think it was a Swedish study or a Norwegian study, uh, Jordan Peterson had talked about it, and it was um, about how Oh, right. You know, with the, women. Yeah. yeah, with women and um, what's the word that, that's used when you talk about that kind of, uh, um, you know, like where women are doing whatever roles they get to choose. Yeah, they, right. They have um, the most, yeah, the you most know, freedom of choice right. possible. And yeah, yeah. it was overwhelming that they still chose the roles that are associated more, with women. Yeah, so it was like, yeah, the they yeah whatever that means. They have the most egalitarian. Egalitarian, yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. And so the... the the most choice that any women can have, you know, and what actually happened is they reverted back to like more feminine jobs like nursing and care and stuff like mm-hmm. that, where you would think they would, you know, so this Why is Why do you think that is? Like, that's an interesting... Yeah, so, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I think what's going on is there's this... Well, one thing that's going on is that there's this weird inversion that's happened. So we, we try to like 
uplift feminine traits, but all we're really doing is giving women masculine traits, right? It's like the politicians. What do we want women to do? What's like the feminist thing? CEOs. Why aren't there enough CEOs and, and uh, bosses, you know? traditionally masculine roles mm-hmm. what about all the like the movies all the movies now with the women kicking people's ass mm-hmm. you know what i mean which <laughs> yeah. are ridiculous but yeah. like you know some of them are even cool but yeah they're cool um so so now we're given a woman masculine traits mm-hmm. and we're saying look how great she is as a woman yeah but really it's been we're like seeing this inversion and we're seeing men become more f- feminine yeah right and we're seeing women become more masculine and there's this weird like flipping over at the same time that there is some like destroying going on yeah um because i do think the trans thing is also going after women yeah it's, which is interesting yeah, i was that just going after men bring and that the, up and the yeah. trans thing is like kind of yeah. coming after the idea of women so they it's as if and that's why people call it postmodern and stuff because postmodern's like chaos <laughs> yeah yeah there's no inter- there's yeah. an infinite amount of interpretations of anything uh-huh. you can't really know what anything is so and then and then somehow that's also taken to be our minds are just like a complete blank slate mm-hmm. and then so why have any role at all right De- um, why have definitions of something yeah why be a because woman, those are all limitations a, yeah, yeah. and but i think that, that that's actually what's going on though i think that's what gets misinterpreted is is like you know we were talking the enneagram the other day or any mm-hmm. of those things even like astrology i think maybe if you could have some cool idea about it it's that there's like these certain characteristics and maybe they go along with other characteristics and we all have our unique pattern of those things um, but really maybe the wholeness that we're trying to go the the better we can be as people is to like encompass as many of those as possible so we all are trying to have a healthy amount of masculinity and a healthy amount of femininity mm-hmm. and even like having our feet in both you know people describe it like the Taoist thing is like a dance and a spinning mm-hmm. kind of a thing um, and, and so, so rather than like, it's like misinterpreted again, I think if we like thought about the symbolic aspect of it, like mm-hmm. that's really what we're being confused about. Like it's, it's not necessarily about like male, you know, woman and man, like, you know, that's obviously a misinterpretation. And, and then even like, what is male, what's female, like wanting to break it apart. Like there's no two things. Um, it's already a continuum. You know, like there's fem- women that are masculine, men that are feminine in ways that aren't bad. Mm-hmm. I consider myself more feminine than a lot of dudes I know. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Because I'm what artistic. and traits? Just to see. Cause, yeah, the you know, opposite. We all have ideas yeah. of what yeah. that is, mm-hmm. but maybe people have different ideas. Yeah. I would say like organization okay. is one. Mm-hmm. I would say like um, nurturing yeah. is nurturing. another. Yeah. I would say... Um, like, well, I guess I would fall into nurturing. I was kind of thinking on a scale of taking care of other people, not just kids and right, you care, know, nursing, right. I and, mean, and mothering, nurturing, is like, yeah, nurturing. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, secretarial type of stuff, and exactly. and that's not to demean. I'm saying that's like the organization, mm-hmm. the putting it together. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about like the management role. You know, when we're talking about business, sometimes we look at it like there's the entrepreneur. This was uh, Michael Gerber's ideas um, Mm. on it. There's the entrepreneur, there's the um, manager, and there's the technician. And so women Mm. oftentimes manage the family, right? At least more traditional women, right? So I've experienced So I think management would be another Mm -hmm. quality. Um, I think you see a lot of perseverance with women, mm. you know, I think that that's like, I, I see that a ton in jujitsu 
where women just have to try that much harder. Mm. It's just the way it is. Hmm. And so hh it's way easier to quit. Hmm. You know what I'm saying when you got to try that much harder. Yeah, And yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. you know, I see hmm. way more women that will put up with that kind of stuff than dudes would. Hmm. Right? And that's um, where that natural strength was coming from you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, and and it, that is a difference between men and women, which so, is yeah, interesting. So yeah, I was wondering, yeah. I was thinking, this is why I was saying, if I had to do, had to look stuff up about mm -hmm. this topic, I would think about the anthropology. So like, what, what, why is that the case? Like, why did that happen that way and not the other way around? And one of the things mm -hmm. we were talking about was physical attributes. Mm -hmm. So being able to withstand certain situations physically more than women can or running you know mm -hmm. hunting but now life is not mm -hmm. how it used to be right that required you know that level of intensity mm -hmm. right and yeah. so don't have to fight off bears anymore, yeah so now like. it's like well at least for <laughs> so, a lot of the world right <laughs> there's um, well I, yeah. i think probably more of the world has to fight things off than the Western world. But when you look at Africa, they might not be fighting off bears, but they're fighting off militias, diseases. Right. I mean, there's a fight mm -hmm. constantly. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, Asia, you're going to mm -hmm. see that. So I think, yeah, and if you wanted to look at it, you would think pre-human, because like the whole male-female thing is right. like even before uh, mammals even. Mm -hmm. I think it's like birds, birds and mammals. Um, yeah, and, and so then it's like that, that, organisms made some kind of agreement that we're gonna like have two separate roles mm -hmm. and then especially when it comes to ones that are like monogamous or whatever that becomes because then the longer childhood that means they're smarter they're more adaptable so then we're like super plastic or whatever um and so that's why those roles happened and i mean then, it's not yeah. like that in all the true animals like yeah, some yeah, animals yeah. have reversed hmm. um can't think of which ones like right a now. male become a but, female no but like mm. a, the male having it, 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 oh the, the other role yeah so, some take care of the eggs like the male take, they get yeah. eaten by the, the yeah, yeah. female spider think, yeah. just yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So chomps it down inversions yeah. in nature sure, and sure. i'm just curious yeah. to know well, we think what of, brought mm. us where we are now yeah yeah and is this yeah. part of that continuation and then where will that go like is mm -hmm. it going to be a big explosion of things well that's that... interesting that maybe our culture now would give us at least more option to like move along that scale a little bit i think there's also the thing about like there's masculine men and then there's feminine men and i think i once heard that like women have like two like kind of archetypes that as far as like lovers or whatever <laughs> like one's like the warrior and one's like the poet artist type right Did they go for Yeah, or just like, yeah, yeah, and that's, you know, like the romantic guitar singing, you know, at the windowsill type. <laughs> mm -hmm. The love and, bombers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you do have this, like, even within men, I think, and I think this happens in a lot of animal things, too, where there's, like, like the creeper males in, like, uh, the those octopus and they're like smaller so and then they pretend to be women so they can so they can get close to all the other women that the big guy has like all under right. under him or whatever but i do think there's like this there there's even like in men there's kind of like a more feminine and a more masculine that are healthy things um you know what i mean uh that um um i don't I, yeah so i don't know I don't well know there's got there's got to be a balance i think we make a couple mistakes, right? One mistake is 
do we have the right to change nature and evolution? You know what I'm saying? So within ourselves. Well, I think we are. I think we're absolutely doing it. Mm. Um, And two, what is the value in that? So for me, it's like I knew a few feminine guys growing up, right, Um, that, that were you know, gay in school and they're gay now. You, you know, you just knew that. Mm-hmm. I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think to try to convince somebody that they're that or that they're trans or that they don't need to make a decision of what they are, I think that becomes dangerous. Um, I think, you know, telling people how they should be is dangerous. I think we should let people be their natural selves and encourage that and teach them how to use that and how to use you know the skills that they develop in life and the lessons they learn in school to you know better themselves i think one of the things that we don't do often and this was kind of coming back to that point that i lost earlier at the beginning is practice you know and i think that that's again i'm always going to try to push jujitsu on people I think that that's one of the important things about jiu-jitsu is that you actually get to practice to figure out where your place is in the world, where your pecking order is, what type of person you are. Um, are you more masculine? Are you more feminine? Are we running? No, 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 no. I'm just talking. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think that the more that we practice, the more that we strive to improve ourselves, the better understanding we have and we don't have to then, you know, um, disregard masculinity to, you know, level that playing field for the person who's not masculine. Because if they're working on improving themselves, then they're going to find their strength and their place in the world. It doesn't have to be the same. I mean, if you look at modern jujitsu, you look at some of these guys like Ryan Hall and, um, you know, there, there's several other guys that do not look tough and they are just killers mm-hmm. man they're just they're but they're not like the at least in physical appearance the alpha males but they sure did become alphas in their own right in in their place for their situation and i think that that's what is the big problem is we discourage that and then we try to push these beliefs and policies and ideas that level the playing field so that somebody doesn't have to take on the responsibility on themselves and step up and make themselves a good person, a strong person, a tough person, um, you know, a compassionate person, all of those values that make you a better person. Um, And I think that that's a big part of what I'm saying is the pussification of the American male, you know, in schools, everybody gets a ribbon, everybody gets a trophy. But we've made winning and losing bad things, right? We've made them both bad. Well, Mm. okay, you've got to lose to learn. You know, you got to fail to learn. If you don't fail, Mm. how are you going to learn? 
then you're only going to do the things that you know how to do. You'll never take yeah. risks. That reminds me of like the devouring mother again. Mm-hmm. Is it's like society being yeah. like, oh, they're going to get hurt if they lose. Right. You know what I mean? So let's just stop having it's exactly any, the devouring I mean? mother right. that has created this problem. Yeah. I mean, yeah. legitimately. And yeah. so those so toxic femininity. <laughs> so twist. toxic femininity <laughs> created. Bet you didn't expect that one. Yeah. All right. We came to the source. Yeah. How did you solve Jeez. toxic femininity? <laughs> so so this but doesn't this use? like if this affects men so much then is it just men being easy to manipulate. Yes. So then we've got to look at strengths in different ways. This is what I tell women all the time on the mat. So For most guys, it's relatively easy <laughs> to read a dude, right? I mean, especially a masculine guy. You, you know what I'm saying? The, the more masculine a dude is, mm-hmm. his weakness is, the more predictable he is, right? I mean, legitimately, because you can identify masculine traits and say, oh, masculine dudes do this. Mm -hmm. Masculine women would do X. Mm. So, again, this is where we, you know, where when you start to define what real strength and power, man, you got to keep looking at the levels and you got to keep looking at how it applies. So the dude who is so masculine that we want to label toxic masculinity to, well, he's got an inherent weakness that the guy who's pretty masculine but has a little bit more feminine qualities doesn't have. You see, so we associate a value with one over the other. And this is what I was telling a student here one time. We were both talking. And, you know, she had said about, like, strength being more valuable than the other. And you had said to her, well, gosh, you're so committed and you are, you know, constantly returning in your perseverance it was like wouldn't you look at that as being a, mm-hmm. a more valuable strength than the physical strength and then all of a sudden you start to see layers and so th- this yeah. is what i'm saying is that the the feminist who has you know like labeled the toxic masculinity they're their own worst enemies because what they're saying is their skills and their you know, traits and those things that come inherently natural aren't good enough. So they've got to take down the the guys to make it to what they perceive as on a similar level, as opposed to saying, yeah, but we've got this power that guys typically don't have, the majority of them, let's use it. Manipulation, it's funny because sometimes, you know, I've, I've said this, you know, I say this a lot, right? Girls, man, you can manipulate the situation a lot better than the guys can. Yeah. And if you look at really good jujitsu, you know, players, right? It's all, yeah, they're going around they're, things. Right, they're, they're those little stuff, skinny yeah. dudes. Mm. And I'm not saying the big, strong guys like Andre Galveo, he, he's a mm. world champ for mm-hmm. fucking ever, right? And he is a little more artistic than a lot of those big guys. But are, he's but, a fucking yeah, masculine yeah. dude. You don't <laughs> yeah. look at him and say Uh he's like ryan hall i mean you look at ryan hall and ryan hall is so slick but he does seem like for a big guy that he still goes around sure absolutely more than some of those other guys more than somebody like jocko right have you ever watched jocko there's a few videos he's he's good but 
Jocko is yeah. very power driven, very yeah. smash right. and grind, yeah. and he even why admits it. Why wouldn't you use that, right? If you had mm -hmm. it to your advantage, right? that's how you so, so your game. I, yeah, so I think this is where we come into what the feminine traits really are. You know what I mean? It's like what what is what is feminine mm -hmm. is is those type of aspects. I think one thing about it is they're harder to describe. Mm -hmm. I think the male traits are a little easier to say, right? But the female traits have to do with things like creativity, feminine, yeah. not female. Uh, feminine traits have to do with like creativity it's and more access. sophisticated in a lot of regards. That's right, and it's more mysterious. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of those things, it's more abstract, less concrete. You know what yep. I mean? Um, and, and those, you know, so, and that's, um, you know, all over martial arts, right? Um, those, those type of traits. Um, and, and so again, we get like confused about like what we're talking about. Um, and, and so that's what I was saying with that, like the feminine traits that I have are actually a positive to me, I think, you know, artistic music, um, even like, uh, which is interesting hmm. though, little parentheses okay. because, yeah. uh, art and music were mm. not necessarily offered to all, all women mm. as they were growing up, right? And then there's they different yeah. time periods, yeah. and then there's different roles. But then when stuff. I went to college and but I took a painting class, it was all women. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then somehow right. it switched. I think, well, because, you know, some aspects of the patriarchy might be true. Yeah, like in I the past, so. In the past... Women, women, women that would have been artists weren't allowed and mm -hmm. all that kind of thing. And but I do think that if I do think it's more of a feminine, it is a feminine quality. I yeah, think. for sure. And I do think it even exists literally in more women than men. Mm -hmm. But um, it's it's like I don't you know it's you know I think it is like the male addition, uh, the masculine addition of ambition, and like those type of things that take more men as artists. To be like we we know their names, you know. Mm -hmm. I know a bunch of women artists that I really like. So would that but, fall um, under like creativity, or what would that? Mm -hmm. I think so. And then what? Yeah. And again, that's like even that's if like you, a mother you thing. Go hunt, right? You still have to be creative because mm. your environment is. Because men can have feminine things too. That's that's right. So there's yeah, yeah. like this duality, or like mm. how you apply it and what mm. context that's you're right. applying well, and the how you, same how you coin, use it. right? Yeah. So like right. Because, yeah. like, let's say we're talking about female artists, and I'm just supposing mm. here. Mm. Well, something that is a male quality that's talked about in, like, the gender pay gap is assertiveness. Right. So maybe there's been many more female artists that didn't, you know, like just come about but they just weren't assertive enough to show true. their stuff i think right? even that like uh, that openness you know what's that the maslow five personality traits or whatever mm -hmm. you know openness conscientiousness um uh introverted extroverted there's like five of them and they're actually like measured you mm -hmm. know they they i think they're they, they have like predictive value so they they do like work and women are far less um Whatever the assertive one is, I forget which trait that is. Uh, um, maybe responsive to negative emotion. I, I forget which one it is, but they tend to be less of that thing, which would make a person more assertive, mm -hmm. on average. Like if you like right. study a bunch of, you know, yeah, they're more yeah. agreeable and yeah, 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 and yeah. So yeah, it's like mm -hmm. in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I do think they are like 
that everybody just gets confused when we're ta- when we talk about these things because we get again we get confused. I liked all your examples just a minute ago because you you give more ones that do include like the actual women like in the gym on the mat like what those differences are, mm-hmm. not just maybe what I'm talking about more is just like the feminine and masculine and things that everybody can have pieces of. Yeah. But I do think we often get confused between those two things. You know, are we talking about you know, again, those like symbolic ideas that, you know, about uh, feminine and masculine, or are we actually talking about men and women? And then, you know, and, and then we talk past each other a lot mm-hmm. when we try to talk about this stuff. We don't look at know? the value in one, you know, mm. the same way. Like what I look at, you know, Aaron had taught me this a while back, right? And that was longevity in training. And so when I'm rolling with girls, I'm always thinking about longevity, right? Because I'm lighter now, I'm more fluid, we're doing way more transition. A lot of times it's more fun to work with a girl than it is to work with a guy because I can move more, right? And so just from a longevity, you know, period, or, you know, just looking at, man, not getting injured the same way and you can just do it a lot more, right? There's that part of it. It makes you way more mobile. You know, the things that we get when we're working out is stiff. As we get older, we get stiff. And when you're working, you know, when I'm grappling with um, women, man, it's kick-ass because we're not just holding and grinding and pressuring. And that's fun, too. I I like Mm -hmm. that as well. Mm -hmm. But there's going to be a limit where I can't really do that anymore. I'm not 200 pounds, so I, I can't, you know... I mean, I can't use my weight against people that are my size or bigger than me. You know, I can do to some degree, right? But that's going to change. The more mobile I am, Mm -hmm. the more my body's going to feel good, the more I'm going to be, like, flexible, the more I'm going to be doing jujitsu for a longer period of time. And so you look at the strengths in those areas, right? And and you start to measure those things. Well, um, there's times when you need to grind and you need to, you know, develop that hard toughness. We do that with all the girls. I grind them. I don't, I try not to have the guys do it because I want it to be done in a manner in which it's not going to, you know, fuck somebody up. Um, and also it's much better when, you know, like, like the girls have more of a, like, um, wanting to go hard on me than somebody else because then when it escalates with somebody else they might not have the same level of control Mm -hmm. you know and so they escalate not really realizing oh there is a size difference there is you know uh, some body weight differences so the grinding part is important i do that to all the women but that's just to get them that you know toughness of being able to deal with that hard pressure but once we've established that once they can survive and not go into you know a panic mode or um, get the anxiety of being suffocated and smothered it's like great now let's start to do things that are going to actually help you versus give you a false sense of okay being underneath me and thinking that you're just going to throw up an arm bar with very little transitional movement right i'm just going to pick you up and slam you on your head there's no way that that can happen so what do we got to do we got to create movement but what does movement do right it keeps you from getting all smashed up. It starts to get you the ability to work things that you can work, right? And 
that's the same. You know, when we were working with um, one of our guys who was super big, you know, used to train with him. Mm-hmm. We didn't get him trying to do spins into arm bars, knee to bellies and stuff like that. It was side control to mount, pressure down, mm-hmm. control the arm, mm-hmm. knee into the back, and then sit yeah. over. One, it's too much weight to go in fast. It's like fast. for him immediately, yeah. right? So you <laughs> right. just stuck with that. But right? two, <laughs> it's like, why would you get that guy moving so much? Mm. He's too far to one side, right? Uh-huh. Okay. And so okay. certainly he wants to get balanced as he gets better and as yeah. he you yeah, know, yeah. uses it more. But, you know, you've got to understand what the strengths are in Mm -hmm. all body types, mind types, you know, mindset types, um, gender types, et cetera, et cetera, and where we kind of fit on that that scale. And so for me, that's where toxic masculinity becomes one of those things that's a bullshit term because it it really can't be defined if you look at it and break it down because then what's toxic to to you might not be toxic to me. I and believe. It might not be yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I believe like for one, not a lot of people would agree with this, but if I have a disagreement with somebody and it's a, a sound disagreement that it takes both of our energies up, you know, mm-hmm. well, I want to solve it with diplomacy, negotiate. If we can't do that, then I feel one of us needs to concede to some level or the other. Maybe we both give a little concessions in there right but if that doesn't work then i'm a full believer in yeah let's throw down we don't have to fuck each other up let's do something that gives you some level of advantage i'm sorry if you don't train hey if you're going to be a dick or if you're going to engage in dickery right bullshittery well you got to understand that at some level you might have to get physical train you can be a skinny little dude and be a badass. You can be a fucking big, heavy grinding dude and be a badass. Train. Get yourself strong. Get yourself confident. Improve yourself. Mm-hmm. And that way, when those situations come up, mm-hmm. then, hey. And that solves a lot of problems. That's what takes us back to that whole idea of constructive violence that we talked yeah. about. Yeah. Right? It's good because then we don't have to carry that. But if... You and I get into a situation and we can't solve it through diplomacy. We can't solve it through concessions. And we're too much of the modern male pussies to fucking go do a five-minute round on the mat, right? Then what are we going to have? We're going to have fucking hate in our hearts. We're going to have distrust. We're going to have malintent. I'm going to see you and be like, fuck, I hate that guy Mm. or whatever, right? And so you have all of these negative emotions and you carry those things with you. And that's what we're teaching these kids, right? We're teaching these young people to keep that shit. We're not teaching them to get it out. We're not teaching them. And that's kind of a male thing. I think a female thing would be to collect it, right? Not in an, I'm not that's saying opposite. it's a negative, yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that they would take it though. on, I, I like right? That. Uh-huh. Dudes would get it out. That's why they say bullying, right? With bullying, that girls bullying girls is way worse than yeah. guys at least in kind of the old ways, is guys would go and they'd fight out on the playground, right? And women would gossip Mm -hmm. about each other and then they'd spread rumors and then it's reputation. It's like legit (laughs) fucking harm you, right? And dudes are like- And nowadays it's like on on social media and all that shit so they can't get away from it. Exactly. So, you know. um, So um, how about this, like uh, just another angle on the the pussification theme. 
is uh, I saw someone um, had a post online about Jordan Peterson and like why he gets attacked so much because yeah. that recent Times article or you know, I don't know if you saw that hit piece or whatever it was like pretty fucked up oh, oh there you go that's uh, R20 um, and his his he was saying so why you know what I mean because how many who are the, who else has that many like contentious interviews can you even name another person right where the whole time they interview for an hour they're like attacking him you know yeah and so I've been thinking a lot about it, about it's what a lot it was. Of mental strength. Yeah, they're like, hell yeah, yeah. Maybe that's part of why he broke. But um, uh, someone I know, he, he had this interesting idea that it was about like this absent father thing, mm-hmm. right? So, so you got things going on now. Like, let me collect a couple ideas. You know, like one is, um, I I feel like I'm less masculine than my dad. And my dad was less masculine than his dad. Mm-hmm. And I think most of my friends could say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Most of them. So there is this, like, you know, more feminine thing happening just in general. Sure. That maybe isn't even about some of the stuff we've been talking about. And then you also have, like, the Peter Pan syndrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just because of how culture is right now, whatever the causes are, you got a lot of dudes in basements at mom's house and not growing up. Mm-hmm. And and therefore not like inhabiting like good masculinity or whatever, and and then so at the same time, this absent father idea. So so everybody's attacking the patriarchy, right? Um, they're attacking the male, right? And then maybe the patriarchy is another symbol of just like this ain't uh, old structures, uh, uh, old belief systems, and like programs in our mind, um, you know, uh, that that we've inherited from the past. Um, that's also what they're attacking. So, and there even is like actual absent father. You know how many m- marriages? Like it's crazy. I think it's fifty percent of all marriages now. Um, even yeah. like that have kids, even with white people and the black people, it's crazy. Like seventy, eighty percent. Some huge. It might even be higher. Mm-hmm. Like I saw some higher numbers. Um, so you do have this whole. So there's like everybody's like attacking the male, and, and so that was what this guy was thinking. Um, uh, that maybe someone like Jordan and like uh, Jocko, and there's a few people like that, that are showing good um, masculine uh, uh, virtues mm-hmm. um, as people and, and what they talk about, mm-hmm. and that us as a culture we like we're like needing those things. Yeah, like uh, we need that stuff, and that's part of why Jordan became so popular, and also therefore part of why he's considered a threat mm-hmm. by that weird woke you know virus that's going around yeah that's trying um, to change uh, yeah <laughs> i do think it's viral i do mm-hmm. and and other ideas are too yeah. not just wokeism but um and so i had this thought that part of the reason he gets attacked so much i heard this phrase um that was, i think it was even someone was talking to him about it and i thought it was like right on some phrase about how when bombers are over like a target, mm-hmm. like when you're getting shot at mm-hmm. as a bomber, that's when you know you're over the target. Right. So because he's getting attacked so mm-hmm. much, is is the proof that he's over the target, mm-hmm. and 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 so I think he's over the target on a lot of things, but one of those things is some aspect of masculinity, and then they all attack him for having male followers. Mm-hmm. For one, like that's a bad thing. Right. And he doesn't even oh, know if it's can't true. Have male followers. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like, oh, you, well, you're saying all this to young males. They all say that to him. Yeah. Like, it's like such an odd thing to say because it's such so obviously a, an insult. 
right? Right. So, but, but he's telling young males to make themselves better. This is the right. problem. Again, it goes back politically with the ideologies. Mm. This is why I s became a conservative. I mean, I'm a moderate conservative because I believe that it is your responsibility to improve yourself, right? And if you improve yourself, your life is going to improve. Those are facts. That's what Jordan Peterson is pushing. Mm -hmm. All of his stuff talks about self-improvement, how you mm -hmm. recognize the bad so. parts of yourself and how you can address those and how you can move forward. And the progressive mindset is saying, we will tell you how to be so that those bad things don't exist that we all inherently have, mm -hmm. right? They're mm -hmm. trying to yeah. take them out, but that right. only consolidates that power within a small group of people. and. And you can't take it out when it's like part of human nature. Right. And yeah. that, so it goes back to then what we look at some of the problems. Well, conservatives as a whole believe that the nuclear family is an important part of self-development as mm -hmm. a person. Mm -hmm. Right. The left is trying to break down those structures and it's proving disastrous. It's. There's a lot of proof that it's not working. I think, yeah, yeah. I've, I've wondered about that because I've tried to, again, steel man that thing because mm -hmm. it sounds like such a dumb thing, like to be against the nuclear family. Like, um, it just seems like an odd thing to say. So, I think what they mean is like that we've become so isolated. So I think they mean two things because mm -hmm. there's so many things going on. Like I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I think what's happening is that nuclear fa just there's been just a destruction of community right and like and and larger family absolutely and maybe no one's like maybe that's no one's like intent or whatever i but, think it is specifically but, intent oh you do okay. yes well they, I, I think in a way i would sure. agree. so but so i also think what they mean though is that more back to like village status kind of stuff where there's a community of families yeah. and it's not all based on this nuclear thing right and so they so so that I agree with but again there's like two definitions going on yeah you know what I mean like Cause that exists right. within the other I mean here's mm. the thing I'm not a, a churchgoer but what does church do it brings families together mm. right it brings community together and so again what we what we got to look at is how you practice right creates how you're going to react to things, how you're going to deal with things, right? How you're going to live. Mm -hmm. So if you're a, a family that's tight, that treats each other well, you're going to have friends. You're going to know how to do that. You're going to be a better person. And then you take those friends and you expand that out and you expand mm -hmm. that out. But if you're the isolated kid, you're going to be isolated. Mm -hmm. And so Which if you I got, was. okay, <laughs> so if there's mostly isolated kids, yeah. kids then don't know really how to communicate with one another, right? Mm -hmm. So then you got more and more isolated people. Okay. It doesn't okay. necessarily okay. make things better because right. we don't understand each other. Yeah, yeah. So then I think, yeah, yeah, we've, we've gotten all separate. We say, mm -hmm. oh, everybody should have a house and every kid a room. And then therefore, like grandma has to live somewhere else. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I think a lot of it was like a natural as well as maybe some sort of ideologically intended thing. Also, just like the this this thing happened with modernization mm -hmm. and like 
maybe even all the the wealth or whatever from yeah. the industrial revolution yeah. and all of a sudden we can have a house and then they can have a house and you know grandma can have a house sure. but it used to be that all on one land you would have a house and then you give a house to your kids and sure. you know but the more like of a family but, structure there is yes. i believe the less just runaway this is Ilya's term runaway consumerism there would be because if you've got three kids right mm -hmm. well there's mm -hmm. Three iPhones. There's three Xboxes. <laughs> there's yeah, you, you yeah, see okay. what I'm saying. Okay. And so they, you don't see a bunch of family stuff being pushed. Mm -hmm. You see more isolated things being pushed. Right. Those are the things that again that video games we become. Yeah, we be become addicted to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, games can bring people together. Sure, but, they but bring people to together. Not be, though, like, uh, I, I've from stories of my relatives, mm -hmm. you know, they had one TV and that would bring people together mm. and you would watch that together and it yes. would be a fan. But now it's Yeah, if everybody has a screen. It, it yeah. Everybody's got different. their own. Yeah. 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 And Look it is it. it is weird like that. My house can be weird like that. Yeah. I like live that life. It's just a Sometimes, little weird. You know, yeah. like I'm cooking dinner and I'll be listening to something and then over there Jade is you know, playing some game on the Switch, and Phoenix is downstairs talking to his friends on a screen. Yeah. And then, you know, and we're all, like, in our own world. Yeah, you go to a restaurant. people outside, yeah. Post. Mm -hmm. Buses, roads. Post, um, <laughs> fucking yeah. pandemic, right? Or pre-pandemic, I'm sorry. Yeah. I would literally um, go, you know, when I'd go out, and I'd see whole families sitting at the table. Everybody's mm -hmm. got their phone. It's yeah. like... We're hanging yeah. out together apart. It's interesting because you know? what this culture gives us is everything we want. Yeah. So now a screen, you could look up anything you want, mm -hmm. which means the even like you know the closest people to you isn't going to be the same thing. You know what I mean? So somehow that thing about everything f just for us mm -hmm. might be might make us more separate. I don't know, right? Makes it, yeah. You know, I think then, it's strategic. Yeah. I think when you do that, you divide. And again, I used to not be into this. You know, like, well, they're trying to control us. I tried not to be. I tried to look <laughs> at things and be like, why would there be some nefarious group out there that wants to control? Like, what would be the end game when you can control? But my mind has changed on that. Mm. I, I've listened to a lot of studies based on why people would want to exert control. I've been listening to a lot of books on influence and, mm -hmm. you know, reading but, but books it, on but manipulation. Is it, is it more that there's just, so here's where I go uh -huh. with it. Cause yeah. I, I've gone down the conspiracy yeah. fucking rabbit hole in the past. Yeah. Um, and then I also have been at the thing where it's like world's so chaotic, nobody could control it. I've been there yeah. too. What I think maybe is going on is every, there's like so many groups vying for power. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like all the time. So it's not necessarily this one big conspiracy, but like a bunch of people who like agree to be friends for now and fight this enemy and a bunch, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And like, it's this really complex, but I, I have a hard time seeing, because when we look at culture as a whole, it's hard to think for me that any group could like push that. You know what I mean? Into where they want it to be, like, which is what some of those postmodernists want, which is yeah. interesting. Yeah. You know, when they talk about like cultural hegemony and stuff like that, they want, they, they think that the only, you know, somewhat like the mind is a blank slate. So whatever you put on it, whatever programs you put on it, will make people believe, 
that that's culture. They say that, mm-hmm. that that culture is the programming that how we see the world, and they think that if uh, this is like a Marcuse idea, I was reading Marcuse, one of one of those postmodern mm-hmm. dudes, and that you can make people think political things by actually changing the culture, and then the culture would then infect the next generation, which would believe those political things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I so that is what they want, and. That is somewhat what's happening, but sometimes I have a hard time seeing how, how much control there is on that. Well, you know I mean? this, it, is, it, it, this is what know. I look at it okay. as the control is mm-hmm. I, I think the real power seekers are the, you know, iPhone producers, the um, people that produce things that we consume, mm-hmm. right? Look at doctors, okay? One, they say now like 70% of people are are overweight and then obese, right? Both of those numbers together, I guess, create that 65, 70%. It's a large percentage of of the population. Yes. Okay, well, what do doctors do? Doctors put people on prescriptions. Again, there's more people on prescriptions than not. Right, Right? so so where's that coming from? Right, Uh so that's control. When you so, do that, you control. So what mm, you've got, you've a good, got that's a, good a return client. You got people that are just keep coming back for right. more. But who's who's exerting that control? Because like, well, I the think doctors that, maybe are just like going along with what sure. all the other doctors are saying, and the studies are saying. So this. I, I think the, the, maybe, yeah. the people at the top, right, the string pullers, are big pharma, those yeah. big tech companies, those and types of things. they do studies that prove yeah. uh, like and that certain thing about it and then I don't, push that. I don't think that some of this stuff is inherently wrong. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe in capitalism. I believe in, okay, well, if people want to use a product or they want to think a certain way, then that's fine. If somebody believes that every time they get a sore throat that they need to go get a COVID test, okay, that's... Fine, but if we're trying to convince them of those things, mm-hmm. that becomes a problem. And this takes us back to the pussification, tying it all back in. If we teach people to think for themselves, right? Mm-hmm. If we teach them to be strong, if we teach them to be tough, if we teach them to use power instead of trying to force and impose things, right? If we teach them that they can work on self-improvement to face their fears, to not be that fucking pussy and succumb to that pussy, right? then those things are okay. Those things can exist because then someone can choose not to drink the soda. But when they've been convinced that they should, that's where I think it gets into this nefarious part of trying to control people. And that's what we've done. If you look at everything that's happened, even in the pandemic, everything that they have done for the safety Okay, not once has there been any push by any government for improving your health, for taking responsibility for what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. It's not. It's like, oh, you got to wear a mask so that I don't get infected, right? Mm -hmm. There's there's no responsibility for anything. We put that responsibility on the government. So that means we got to rely on the government. We put that responsibility on our doctors. So that means we got to rely on our doctors. We put that responsibility on going, you know, out to McDonald's and, and they feeding us. I mean, fast food and all of that stuff. None of that unhealthy, you know, way of living was discouraged. It was all encouraged because when you do that, again, you get this whole cycle of 
consumerism. So Mm -hmm. if we, I think, faced that inner pussy, then we would be able to, you know, um, I think we could make those choices, you Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Nice. Awesome. Is that you buzzing? (laughs) (laughs) No. All right, well, cool. All right. Wrapping it up. Got any last words on this? Like if you were looking at describing what a um, kind of feminine male that were the feminization of a male, what would you it's describe? It's all the stereotypes. Yeah? We all know the stereotypes. What, that is. what are those? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what I really want to talk about is... <laughs> an abstract thought very quickly and that is you know there are all of these groups fighting for it sometimes it almost sounds like we're throwing a tantrum because we're i don't know we want when i say we i mean everyone Mm -hmm. but as far as toxic masculinity that feels like a purposely put word to create a stereotype about masculinity right and that could be because uh, we women sometimes feel like oh I'm not strong enough so I don't get to do all those cool things and so we're a little butthurt I don't know maybe I'm just thinking about all the <laughs> uh, psychological you know waves that go into this and what if though like in uh, all the separation in the families and all this isolation what if that is just part of how things are just going so that we can learn to appreciate what we no longer have um Mm -hmm. you know like even the lockdowns helped us or a lot of people recognize that they miss going out and congregating that they miss being connected physically with people so sometimes it's just part of the whole chaotic life to bring mm-hmm. things back to balance it's kind of like yeah. what we've talked about in other episodes where uh some you need a little bit of bad to know what the good is mm-hmm. so i don't know it's just all part of a big yeah that, so philosophical <laughs> I, I like that that's, that's we talked about it on one of the first maybe the second one we did um uh i was thinking about there's this idea in evolution called the adaptive valley which is like when like a bunch of organisms in a certain area have a trait. There's like a certain trait that benefits them in that area, like mm-hmm. having a big teeth or something. Mm-hmm. And, and they represent it as a graph. And, and that'll be like this peak. And the, the ones that have those adaptions, they have the most kids or whatever. So they're like the most successful. But there might be a higher peak over here. So that to get to that one, you actually have to come down to go up again and I do think it's also like a mythological idea of like the the valley of darkness and then like ascending the mountain mm-hmm. um, and so to get so like you're saying and then I've heard people call it too like a like a phase shift you know there's like some science term about like it's like complex like self-regulation in that's nature. right that's right exactly what uh, it is and then when like imagine uh, how many people there would be if everyone could have kids right or if all the people that wanted to uh, be mm. in a, like with someone. I'm mm. I'm just having this really <laughs> abstract idea here. But say people who are uh, homosexuals and people who are 
um, who, and people are going to hate me for saying this, naturally cannot have kids, right? Sure, yeah, so that exists. So if everybody <laughs> could have kids, we'd be so overpopulated that, uh, I don't know, right. it's just like this interesting outlook on nature and how it's self-regulating in ways. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. That is interesting. Like, we didn't, nobody expected, like, there were all these, like, predictions in the 50s and 60s that by now we were going to be, like, out of oil and all the people, you know, we're the predictions about the the population of the planet were you know were crazy but now we didn't realize that when people got went into first world countries and had all the benefits that they would actually have less kids mm -hmm. nobody predicted that and so that shifted the balance you're right so like new things come up that we we can't think of and i do think that the other thing is is when we shift from one mode to another there's like a chaotic thing that happens in between where yeah, things get all like sh yeah. shake, shaken up a little bit and i do think that's what we're in right now and um, uh, I, I do even think, you know, this is this is a little abstract. Maybe I shouldn't end with this, but whatever. Like, uh, there's this whole, have you heard, like, the procession of the equinox and, like, the different ages, mm -hmm. the age of Aquarius, yeah. you know, that mm -hmm. kind of a thing? Um, and in India, they have this whole thing about the yugas and how, like, in the past, we used to live in this, like, high spiritual state. It's even, like, some, like, Atlantis kind of shit. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, there were cultures, like, you know, like Graham Hancock, like, before 10,000 yeah. years ago, right. there were, like, these old cultures, and they were naturally in a higher state of enlightenment. And then as the, the clock, the cosmic clock goes, we go into a dark age, which we've been in, mm -hmm. and we're, like, coming out of one. And another just interesting side note to that fact is, is that... Um, coming out of like Pisces was you know th there's this other thing called like um, astro theology where they think like at every age of that procession there's a religion that like fits the symbolism of that age so so Jesus mm -hmm. was Pisces before that was Taurus and that was like Mithras there's all these like religions about a bull mm -hmm. and then before that you know what I mean mm -hmm. and, and so the age we're coming into is a more feminine age mm -hmm. Um, so, like, how much of it, like, if that's even a What's thing? What's the age mm -hmm. that we're coming into? Aquarius. Aquarius. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, so, like, water and the unconscious. and I, I don't know. So, um, and I, but I, at the very least, without that map on it, mm -hmm. I do think we're, like, going through some sort of a phase shift. And I hope that it's, like, we're coming down off a peak into some valley and then we can, like, climb, mm -hmm. climb, climb to a higher one. Yeah. Um, that that's like a, a hopeful, right? Hopefully, we've kind yeah. of hit that valley for this time. Uh, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. And we're starting <laughs> to. <laughs> it could we could still be descending, man. Yeah. Could be a long descent yeah. down, and it right. looks like it, could be. it looks like we're still descending. I in think my so. opinion, I right? think so. I think yeah. we're I free falling so. almost. <laughs> I think we kind of tripped over a cliff and yeah, we're going. Yeah, you know, we're like because, coyote, like yeah. when he like runs off the cliff and he's still yeah. running in the yeah. air, like before yeah. he falls. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, with technology, it things are happening at such a rapid pace now that yeah, yeah. and communication, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Okay. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> Kill the inner pussy. Yeah. All right. Word. Word. Okay. <laughs> Ha, <laughs>